News Talk ZB political editor Jason Walls is with us. Kia ora, Jason. Kia ora, Jack. How so, are you doing? Yeah, very well, thanks. What do you reckon Winston was thinking with that allegation on Twitter last night? Oh, I've been racking my brain about that all day because it seems extremely unusual. I mean, if this was before the election, I could understand it. I wouldn't agree with it, but I could understand it. He's obviously looking to sort of shore up more support in these sort of fringe elements of New Zealand society. I mean, we've seen him sort of catering to this sort of crowd throughout the COVID-19, um, 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 the pandemic and some of um, the stuff from them. And then, of course, we've got this tweet from this morning. So, of course, for anybody that hasn't seen it, um, he was tweeting about the news um, w- w- that came out yesterday, which didn't actually come out yesterday, but it said, we waited until today to find out for the first time that the Prime Minister's office received information about the March 15th terror attack before the massacre took place only that's not the truth. Here's Jacinda Ardern on March 16th, responding to reporters about that very question. Can you confirm that you received his manifesto before the attack? Uh, I was um, one of uh, more than 30 recipients of a manifesto that was mailed out nine minutes before the attack took place. It did not include a location. It did not include specific details. I'm advised that within two minutes of its receipt uh, in at least my office, it was conveyed directly to parliamentary security. So absolutely no ambiguity there. That was known to the public very soon after it happened. And if you think about it logically, the idea that Jacinda Ardern's office could sit on something like this would have been enormously catastrophic for their um, reputation at the time. Yes, there was pretty much nothing that they could do. I mean, you heard it there, Jacinda Ardern said it was about nine minutes, and then they passed on to the relevant authorities there. But for Winston to come out so strongly on something like this and then dig in his heels is exceptionally strange yeah i just the thing i find interesting is like okay maybe he got it wrong right like the the kind of occam's razor is like well maybe winston just didn't recall that press conference wasn't aware that it had been emailed and thought oh this is actually something that should be made public and came out with that yesterday but having like being corrected (laughs) and having people like us play the clip from that press conference to then refuse to remove the tweet I'm just like, why play into whatever conspiracists might be out there on social media? It just seems really peculiar. And the reaction's been pretty swift, eh? Yeah, it has. I mean, you have people from all corners of the political spectrum coming out and condemning him for this. I mean, this is um, Carmel Cepoloni earlier today when I spoke to her. I think the comments are inappropriate that we saw on Twitter and unnecessary and incorrect. Uh, so you would think that at this point he might think he needs to apologise for it. Not holding out hope that that is the case, uh, but very unfortunate. And so she went on to talk about how it was Christopher Luxon's job to be able to manage this relationship. I mean, of course, we know before the specials come in um, in about a week's time or more than a week's time, we're going to have to wait a little bit longer for anything to happen. But this is a man that could possibly be around the cabinet table. So the, the question really does have to be asked, what was he trying to gain from this? Because it's just a bizarre thing to do and a bizarre, mm. untrue thing to do. I mean, he's come out since and said, um, essentially, he talked talk to Thomas Colgan from the Herald and said that um, as foreign minister, he chaired cabinet's external relations and security committee. And as the chair of that committee, he should have been immediately alerted to the fact the foreign national was about to commit an act of terror. But, you know, as we said, there was nine minutes. There was not a lot of time. Yeah. But I mean, I, like I was saying before, okay, may, maybe he should have been alerted before that press conference. If he didn't know before the press conference, maybe he should have been told. But it does, for me, doesn't change the fact that he's like he's been corrected 
convicted now. He can see what the truth of the matter was, and still he refuses to take that tweet down, which I find very peculiar indeed. But thanks for your time, Jason. Appreciate that. That is News Talk ZB's political editor, Jason Moores. For more from Heather Duplessy Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, a, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.